everybody. Welcome. Uh, welcome to Capes and Japes, our 101st episode. Nice. We're still going. As if we would have stopped. Do you think we are capable of stopping, Olivia? <laughs> um, we're, um, I don't think, I don't think we are. We're certainly not capable of, uh, stopping talking about, uh, this boy. Um, I hope everyone, first of all, I hope everyone had a, uh, if you're in America, you had a pleasant Thanksgiving. If you're not, I hope you had a pleasant weekend. And wherever um, you are, I hope you were nice to a retail worker. Because, boy, howdy, did I have two days in a row where I worked 12-hour shifts. Oh, boy. If Listen, if if you didn't interact with any retail workers over the weekend, it's not too late to just find a retail worker and be so, so nice to them. <laughs> um... But, uh, we are, we are in, uh, we are in December now, um, I, my, uh, city has commemorated December by just snowing, like, gangbusters, um. Oh, you got hit by Ezekiel? <laughs> it sounds much cooler like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, December, episode 101. All kinds, all kinds of things are happening, um, and I guess that means it's time for us to talk about static. Isn't winter always the time to talk about static? Winter is a great season to talk about static. I mean, um, all that wool clothing <laughs> really <laughs> poofs your hair up, doesn't it? You know, you gotta be so careful when you're touching doorknobs, um... Oh. The most no. careful. It's us. We're not talking about the scientific phenomenon. We're talking about the boy. Ah, yes, of course. Aren't the we boy... always talking about a boy or other? Uh, yes, we are in in most cases. Um, we we talk about a lot of a lot of capital B boys on this show. Um, <laughs> static static is a static is a top-tier boy. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of cool history here that I was not fully aware of, uh, before I was researching boy for this episode. Um, so, let's get into it. Um, so, uh, Static was created, uh, in 1993, um, as part of the Milestone Comics imprint. Um, and Milestone Comics was a, uh, kind of a division, um, of DC. Um, it was founded, uh, in 93, um, by four, uh, African-American men working in comics. Uh, with the specific intent of uh, creating comics with more minority representation, uh, especially black representation. Um, so they were technically um, uh, published by DC. It was like a little bit different than like some of like, like they weren't like an offshoot that DC created. Um, but they had a, uh, like, a licensing publishing deal with DC, um, where DC would, like, distribute their comics, um, and technically had the rights to some of it, but they, like, they mostly retained creative control. It was, like, DC could tell them if they, like, really didn't want them to have something in there, um, but for the most part, from what I was reading, they didn't really, like, uh, exercised too much, like, uh, they didn't get their hands in it, uh, uh, too much. Um. They didn't stick their grubby little paws all over these good comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for once. Um, there was, apparently there was one, uh, scene in the static 
comic where it showed uh him kissing his girlfriend on uh on a bed and then like on the nightstand next to them it showed like some like condom packets and DC was like no 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 not that we're not DC's like that one. we are not advocates for safer sex <laughs> I do I can't remember if I've ever said this on the podcast before and I do have to say it real quick Neil Gaiman has a story where he was writing it might have been for like a Batman story he was writing but it might have been for one of his other comics um but he turned in a script um and it had like a like a masturbation joke in there and uh one of the editors got back to him and was like uh you uh you can't make this joke you have to cut this out he was like why and they were like well we don't we don't talk about masturbation in the DC universe. Nobody masturbates in the DC universe. And Neil Gaiman said, well, that explains a lot about the DC universe. I think you have told this story, but I only remember, I only remember that because then I think later in that episode or a couple episodes later, we made a joke about Wally West inventing masturbation. We did. Yep. Now I remember. Yep. Um, it's, <laughs> It's a great story. If you haven't, um, if you haven't listened to whatever episode I talked about it in, I'm still a big fan of it. Um, anyways, so, um, we're not talking about Neil Gaiman. We're talking about, uh, Milestone Comics. Um, so, uh, these, uh, these four men, um, Dwayne McDuffie, uh, Dennis Cohen, Michael Davis, um, Derek Dingle, uh, were the founders. That's, that Derek Dingle is such a comic book name. It is! He sounds like he, like, came out of a comic book to make comic books. Like, with a name like Derek Dingle, you gotta work in comics, right? It's, it's true. Um, they also, um, they had some input, um, from Christopher Priest, um, who, like, was initially going to be editor in chief of this uh this team, but he he stepped down. Um, but still like contributed a lot of ideas to uh the early inception. Um, so um they launched Milestone Comics with I think like five or six uh main uh characters. Um, and one of them was, uh, Static. Uh, so, Static is a, uh, 15-year-old boy, uh, by the name of Virgil Hawkins, um, who was, uh, the co-creator, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, um, who's one of the creators who's, like, most associated with Static specifically. Um, he came named him after a um an attorney uh also named Virgil Hawkins um who spent uh a lot of his life uh fighting to be allowed to practice law in Florida um after he was uh denied admission to the University of Florida Law School uh because he was black um, who's also just, like, an extremely interesting person. There's a lot of just, like, very interesting, like, historical tidbits vaguely associated with Static. I am, at some point, I'm just saying this ahead of time, at some point during this episode, I will say Sonic. Um, <laughs> and I apologize, uh, to my boy Virgil for that. I will not mean it, but it will happen. Um, so, uh, Static is, uh, named after this, uh, this attorney, um, and he is not an attorney. He is a, uh, 15-year-old boy. How wild um, would it be if he was, like, a 15-year-old attorney? <laughs> that would, listen... Fucking, I don't know, I don't know who the youngest character in Ace Attorney is, but move over, because it's, it's static time. (laughs) 
Here um, he comes, ready to solve crimes in court, which is not where you should be solving a crime. <laughs> That's how court works. You just get there and they're like, I don't know, you figure it out. Oh. Um, so, uh, Static uh, was envisioned specifically as, like, a Spider-Man analog, um, which... Basically, since Spider-Man has existed, it's very difficult to have a solo teen superhero without them being, in some way, either, like, a reference to or subversion of Spider-Man. Um, that's how media works, baby! That's that's how it be. Um, so, uh, Virgil is a, uh, 15-year-old boy. Um, he's kind of a nerd, um, he's really smart, he's into, like, science, um, but, surprise, he also becomes a superhero. Um. What? In comics? In comic books? Um, he also, uh, he likes, he like he loves comics and video games, and, um, in one miniseries, um, it shows that he's, like, he's really into Pokemon, and he likes Pikachu, Bless. which is so cute. Um, but, so, a lot of, um, Milestones comics, um, take place in, uh, or center around a fictional Midwest city called, uh, Dakota. Um, and although, though they're, like, initially published by DC, this isn't part of the main, like, DC universe yet. This is its own world with, like, its own stories. Um, and, um, centers around this, uh, city called Dakota, and more, uh, specifically, um, this one notable event, uh, that happens in this city. Um, so, basically, uh, there, um, there are these, uh, two gangs, uh, in Dakota, um, who are deciding to, uh, they're gonna have a big old showdown to decide which of them gets, I'm not gonna try and talk like I know anything about gang wars, <laughs> because I clearly have zero expertise. Um, yeah, neither neither one of us really lives in an area where gangs are a thing. No. Um, but these two gangs are, like, organizing, like, a massive fight to decide, you know, which of them gets power. Just um, like in The Outsiders. Just exactly like that. Um, and, uh, one of the members of, uh... One of these gangs, um, is Virgil's, uh, like, uh, a, a, somebody who's bullied Virgil a lot. Um, and, uh, one of his, one of Virgil's friends, uh, a young man named Larry Wade, is like, hey, you should kill that guy. <laughs> That's not With very good advice, I don't think. It's not very good advice. Listen, if you have a friend and they tell you they that you should kill a guy, you should really think very hard about whether you want to be friends with that person because it's a pretty wild thing to say. Um, but he's like, you should kill that guy. Uh, he's going to be at this uh this gang showdown that they're calling the Big Bang. Um, I'm gonna give you a gun that I have, and you can go there, and you can kill him, and everyone will just think he, you know, died in this gang fight. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, and hopefully you don't also die in this gang. Maybe that's what this guy was trying to do. He just doesn't like Virgil at all, and he's like, I'm gonna send him <laughs> into the Big Bang and see if he comes out of it, because... Damn, I hate that guy. 
I hate that guy. Um, it's playing the long con. Um, is that a uh, long con? Well, I don't know. He's friends with him for a while, so maybe he's just like, <laughs> when? When will I find an opportunity to get rid of him? Um, so, um, Virgil is sort of apprehensive about this, but he's like, all right, like, that dude, like, really beat the hell out of me. Um, I guess I'll go do this. Um, and then, uh, at the Big Bang, uh, the police show up. Um, Virgil doesn't kill this guy, by the way. He (laughs) This backstory does not start with a murder. Um, he gets there and he realizes he's not going to be able to do it. Um, but then it doesn't really matter. Um, because, uh, the police show up, um, and, uh, release tear gas under the orders of the mayor, who's trying to look tough on crime. Um, and, uh, they have this, uh, experimental, like, radioactive marker, uh, in the tear gas that they're told will just, like, uh, be able to identify, uh, any gang members that, like, escape. So they'll be able to be like, oh, you were at the Big Bang. Um. Okay, for a second, I thought you were saying that, like, it would somehow identify who is in a gang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like and that it's got a radioactive marker so if somebody like if it touches somebody who's in a gang they start glowing <laughs> so then the cops can more easily discern who's in a gang and who's just there because their friend told them to go shoot some guy <laughs> and I was like that... I even comics can't explain how that would work <laughs> No, um, absolutely not. Um, that would be, that would be pretty wild. Um. Also, did nobody test this gas before they used it on what is probably a group of teens? Uh, well, no. Uh, which I think is intentional, like, in the sense of, like, oh, this is a commentary about, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. But also, like youth of color. Um, But but also, test your fucking chemicals before you. Who, who gave you this? Um, mysterious, mysterious sources. Um, they should have tested it for sure. Um, because it turns out that uh, what they thought was just like a harmless uh, like marker chemical had been uh spiked with an experimental mutagen. Um, so, uh... Wow, somewhere out there, there's a laboratory that has zero oversight that's like, how do we get human subjects to see if we can give them superpowers? (laughs) Eh, let's give the cops some gas. Yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll just see what happens. We'll throw it to some kids and nobody will be able to link it back to us. It's fine. Um... So, uh, this gas is released, uh, this mutagen, uh, is inhaled by, like, everybody there. Uh, several of them die. Um. Which isn't great. Many of, yeah, which is, is not ideal. Um, a lot of the ones, possibly all of the ones who survive, uh, develop superhuman abilities. Um. So that's fun. Um, so this, uh, everyone, th- this affects a whole lot of people. Um, and this is, uh, kind of, like, a nexus point for, like, a lot of different, uh, milestone comics stories. Um, like, a lot of characters have their origin in this, or, like, it affects, you know, various storylines. Um, uh, in- including, uh, Static who, after this, uh, develops electrostatic abilities. Um, I never would have guessed. I know! I thought maybe he had, like, levitation powers or something, honestly. With a name like Static. 
<laughs> I thought he was blue and he ran really fast. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Um, oh. So. Dog noise is on my side this time. Ho ho. My how the turntables. Um, <laughs> so, um, I love Static's powers. Uh, I like, I mostly I just love like electricity aesthetics. Um, Wait, every fair. Time, like, yeah, every time somebody like shoots lightning or something, I'm like, yeah! Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, Static can control uh, electromagnetic energy, um, which he can use, uh, to, to surf on a trash can lid. He can use it to surf on a trash can lid, famously. Um, he can, uh, shoot, like, electric bolts at people, um, he can magnetize things, he can, like, uh, create kind of, like, uh, an energy force field, um, he can, apparently, there's some point in the comics where he, like, uh, manipulates electrons, which I'm like, alright, you can just, you can just say anything. Um, <laughs> it's comics. They do that all the time, Olivia. You should yeah, know no, this. No, of course. Um, also, he can, dang, like, you know, you know what would be, like, a fun miniseries? Yes. Because I'm me and I'm predictable. What if he went ghost hunting and he's just messing with all of the equipment? <gasps> oh my god, yes. <laughs> BuzzFeed Unsolved, star starring Virgil Hawkins. Like, could you imagine? God, that's so and everybody's cute. like, how are you getting, like, such dynamic footage? Uh, like, how are you getting all of these readings? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Ghosts just love me. Ghosts? I, I've just got away with ghosts, I guess. Ugh, um, That'd be fun. Anyway. That'd be so cute. Um, he can, uh, he can, like, drain, like, uh, power lines and batteries and stuff. Um, he can, uh, like, tap into radio waves and phone lines. Um, Look, this is, this is all just exactly what people say ghosts can do. I am not convinced that he just did, he's a ghost now. He's just a ghost. That's it. <gasps> oh, we mixed up, we mixed up Static and Danny Phantom. God oh, dang it. Oh, shit. Ah, I mean... They're only a year apart in age. Like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> this is just, uh, this is just bound to happen. Um, Ugh. He For also, Sonic, um, now Danny Phantom. <laughs> um, he also is, uh, he is resistant to, uh, mind control, um, because the brain uses electrical impulses. Okay, um, I guess. I mean, it does. Um, yeah, but that's I feel just like it's no, it is. It is a little bit of a stretch. Um, Galaxy brain, Virgil Hawkins. Yeah, but like, if I'd be madder about it if they were like, also he can mind control other people because he controls the electricity in their brains. Like that would be silly. But if it's just like. Uh, he's not mind-controlled. I'm like, that's fine. I don't want him to be mind-controlled anyways. I, I like him. He's my sweet boy. <laughs> that would be... Okay. Let's just play out a scenario where maybe Virgil can control minds in some way, but it's more just controlling the nerve impulses. So he <laughs> could make you punch yourself in the face, but you wouldn't know why you did it. <gasps> that kind of seems like ghosts again. It does, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> now because I just we're... want Virgil and Danny to be friends. <laughs> I, please, it would be nice. I just want, I want, like, a, a, a teen superhero club. Not, like, a <laughs> team where they fight crime. I was crime. about to be all like... like a support group. Just like a place where they hang out and none of them fight any crime or ghosts. So, like, runaways in the between times. <laughs> yeah. Runaways filler <laughs> arc. You just want to reread runaways. 
okay, I mean, yes, but you don't have to call me out. Um, <laughs> um, but so with his, um, his, uh, newfound, uh, electricity powers and a pretty cool look, um, and, uh, with the help of, uh, some of his friends, uh, Rick Stone, um, Larry, the, the guy who gave him a gun and told him to kill a man, um, remains his friends, even though they have kind of a tumultuous relationship. Um. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, uh, and his friend, uh, Frida Gorin, who I think is one of the first people who finds out his secret identity, um, he, uh, fights crime. Um, and a lot of this crime, uh, is the result of, uh, other people who were exposed to this gas, uh, at the Big Bang, collectively referred to as Bang Babies. Um, so just, like, a whole- it's fun, because it's a made-up mutagen, so it's just kind of like, they just get- they just get a random superpower. It's- there's all kinds of them. Just a whole slew- of, uh, various superpowers. Anything um, is possible. Anything is possible. Um, so, uh, Static, oh my god, I'm really, really gonna say Sonic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Static is, uh, published by Milestone Comics, um, through the mid-90s. Um, and in 1997, uh, due to a lot of different factors, um, partly it's, you know, the difficulty in marketing, like, comics with black characters towards a largely white comics reader base, um, partly it's, you know, the fact that, like, in the 90s there's this, like, uh, massive, like, surge of new comic book imprints, and, uh, people kind of have trouble keeping up with them, um, and just, uh, a, a bunch of different things, um, but in, uh, 1997, uh, Milestone stops publishing comics, um, however, uh, it's, uh, absolutely not the end for our friend Static, um, because in 2000, uh, Kids WB produces Static Shock. Which hit me right at the ripe age of seven, and boy howdy has it stuck with me. <laughs> Just a very, very formative, um, piece of media. Um, Static Shock is, I think, the main reason, uh, people know who Static is. I, on, for a long time, I thought that Static was created for the cartoon, and then they added him into comics later, um, and it wasn't until, like, uh, much later in my comics journey that I was like, oh, no, he, he was, he was in comic books. Um, they just didn't uh, put him in the greater DC continuity until he got popular <laughs> because yeah. of the cartoon. Yes. Um, and then they're like, oh shit, maybe we should capitalize on this. Anyway, Milestone Comics sucks for you, our character now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, two of uh, Static's co-creators, uh, Dwayne McDuffie and uh, Dennis Cohen, are uh involved with producing the cartoon. Um Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh Milestone still like I think Milestone like becomes like Milestone Media and is like mostly just like uh just like involved with, with the cartoon once they uh stop publishing comics. Um it runs uh from 2000 to 2004, um, and is, uh, pretty popular. Um, it's, you know, apparently it, uh, doesn't, 
apparently the reason it eventually gets canceled uh, is because, like, people weren't buying enough toys or whatever, as is always the case with good superhero shows. Um, but it has, like, a, a pretty substantial run uh, and a very enduring fan base. And it uh, tones down the few elements of uh, the canon backstory. Um, there's not, uh, nobody gives him a gun and tells him <laughs> to kill somebody. That's not the backstory, because it is for children. Um, but it still, like, uh, takes a pretty, like, genuinely serious look at, like, race and, like, political issues, in addition to, you know, teen superhero hijinks. Um, which I think I can, um, you can probably credit a lot of that to having two of the original creators, like, involved with the project. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what you get. Sometimes it gives you quality content, as it turns out. Um, yeah, it's almost as if uh, people who were involved in creating a character are typically true to the character when doing other things with them wild so weird um so uh the uh the show is pretty popular uh static kind of remains uh in the cultural consciousness uh and in 2008 um dc announces that they're going to be uh taking the uh the milestone characters in universe and incorporating them into uh the like regular canon DC universe um after like not having been published for 11 years uh and presumably with like some complicated licensing things to figure out um but uh people love static so Hopefully the creators did make some money off of that. <laughs> I I'm 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 pretty sure they did. I um, really hope they did. I hope they made enough money off of that. Yeah. Um um so yeah, so uh in towards uh the end of the 2000s, uh DC does one of its big crossover events called Final Crisis. It is not the Final Crisis. Um, it's never the final crisis. There's never been a final crisis, and there never will be. Um, but this one is called Final Crisis. Um, and uh, as part of the, you know, uh, big continuity-altering, you know, world-shifting events of that, uh, the, uh, the characters from uh, Milestone, or, like, the Dakotaverse, it's also called um after the the city where a lot of it takes place um are uh just like brought into DC comics proper and nobody like because of the way these continuity things work nobody like sees anything amiss about this it's like don summers um <laughs> except there's like a couple people who like do remember that like they used to exist in a parallel universe um but uh, Static is first introduced, uh, in, uh, an arc of Teen Titans, um, where I think Rose Wilson, uh, goes undercover to this, like, uh, this, like, teen metahuman fighting ring, uh, where a bunch of, uh, teens have been, like, uh, mind controlled or like brainwashed or something um dark side's anti-life equation is involved somehow um but uh rose uh finds a static there and she fights him um but he's able to like shrug off the the brainwashing with his control <laughs> of his own electrical <laughs> impulses in his brain comics um and, uh, he ends up, uh, joining the Teen Titans, um, 
uh, he, uh, he's close with, uh, Aqua Girl, um, he, um, he jokes around with, uh, Jaime a little bit, um, which I think is cute, um, cause they're, like, somewhat similar narratively, um, yeah, both kind of got powers that they didn't want, and they yeah. kind of just want to go to high school, but also do the right thing. Yeah, they're good. They're good kids. Um, and I love, I love them both. Um, so uh, he uh, he's on the Teen Titans. Um, he also um, he teams up with uh, Black Lightning at one point. And kind of a nod to the fact that Black Lightning is uh, also a uh, an African American electricity themed superhero, and people like both in comics canon and in like real life are constantly asking if they're related. <laughs> um, How wild would it be if like there's an alternate universe out there where Static got his powers a little bit closer to Black Lightning and then became, like, Kid Lightning. <laughs> like, so, you know, if if, if Virgil was in, in the same town as yeah. Black Lightning as he operates, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he has lightning powers, I have lightning powers, <laughs> I'm a teen. Yeah, teen like, lightning. Oh, thank God. Somebody, somebody can teach me how this lightning stuff works. Oh, a mentor, finally. That's all I needed. Oh, please. That's all I wanted. I'm tired of being a Spider-Man derivative. <laughs> please let me. I want to be a Robin or something for once. Oh, God, please. Give me anything. Um, he, um, he also, uh, struggles a little bit with, uh, you know, trying to uh, maintain, like, be on the Titans and also, like, uh, maintain a secret identity. Um, he, like, he goes back home for the first time after he was, you know, uh, kidnapped into this teen fighting ring, um, and is, you know, trying to figure out, like, how to balance his past life with his current career as a teen Titan. Um, and... I love teen superheroes with secret identities. I love it! So I good. always love it! I will love it forever! I will love it until I die. Um, he, um, he shows back up, uh, in... In the New 52, he has, uh, very briefly, he has his own, uh, standalone series. Um, it only lasts for like eight issues because people are cowards who don't appreciate <laughs> a good boy. God. Um, and, um, but he does end up, as part of this, he ends up, uh, kind of, uh, working with, uh, Star Labs. Um, so he shows up a few times, uh, in like, other Teen Titan series where they, like, uh, come to Star Labs and ask for his help. Um, uh, he apparently, uh, designed, um, he designed Tim's bad New 52 costume with, uh, the big wings, which I cannot forgive him for. Um. Don't blame him. It, okay, well. Somebody made him do it. Some yes, you're right. Somebody decided that that was a good look, and then they said, "I know, I will make the great, wonderful boy of Virgil Hawkins be the one who inflicted this terrible look onto the on world, Olivia's son, on my own boy, who cannot keep a good costume for ten goddamn minutes." Timothy. It's true. <laughs> He's serially bad at keeping good costumes. Can't have a good costume, can't have a good name. It's just, oh, Tim, you are the burden of my life. Um. Haha, <laughs> bird. Oh, boo. 
Um, which I do, um, I do like, uh, Virgil helping, uh, in ways, like, outside of his superpowers, in that he's, like, uh, a very smart guy who knows a lot and is good at problem solving. And, uh, the Teen Titans can come ask him for help when, uh, Kid Flash's, uh, molecules are like uh deteriorating or whatever <laughs> new thing is happening molly oh shit he's gone virgil oh, no. virgil help can you get him back wally disappeared again the oh, speed beam. force took him virgil <laughs> dang speed force just came and got him Virgil, Vir- he's just like, can't you call Barry? He knows more about the speed force. I'm trying to work. This is my job. Oh, we we bothered Barry about this already. Um, I don't. Um, I don't know if he's made an appearance in Rebirth. I don't think he has. Um, it's, I'm, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to Google it right now to figure it out, uh, and... It's okay, I'm also frantically Googling Static DC Rebirth. That's the problem is there's a, a Static miniseries that's called Static Shock Rebirth of the Cool. Um, yes. Which is a challenge. Um. Uh, when did Rebirth happen? 2016? Yes. I okay, think that's might... just giving me Static Shock. Okay, I think he might have, I think he might have shown up. Um, he is also I think he was in the Young Justice cartoon. He is in Young Justice. Um, we'd love to see him there. Um, anyways, um, (laughs) it is always kind of a little bit challenging, um, integrating a character who, like, uh, was has their own history, but was not part of DC's history for, you know, uh, a while. But, uh, Virgil is very good. Um, lightning powers are great. Um, he has, like, some, like, some pretty good outfits. Um, I think, I think his, I think static designs are consistently, like, okay to very good. I, 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 I can't remember seeing one that I, like, truly hated to look at. Um, he's had, he's had some, he's had some good looks. Um, and, um, he's, he's a good boy. He's real, and he's strong, and he's my friend. <laughs> um, everyone should absolutely, if you, uh, have not seen any of Static Shock the Cartoon, um, it is very, like, it's very early 2000s if you watch it now. Um, but I think in, like, like the actual content, uh, it holds up. I love him. Um, do you have anything else to say, um, about, uh, about our boy? I'm still looking if he came back or not. I, it looks like... Because I found an article that was, like, The Return of Static Shock that was written in, like, 2017. Uh-huh. And so I'm just like, all right, Static Comic 2018? And then I found a bunch of articles that's like, update, DC's Milestone imprint relaunch not debuting in October. I'm oh. like, what? No. When does well, it... Well... Did it... Now I got a Google Static Shock Comic 2019. <laughs> Static Shock, a neglected, a neglected gem. Yeah, dog. True. Yeah. You're so right. <sighs> okay, and there's that same 2017 article again that doesn't help me. So I, it looks like they were gonna bring it back and then maybe they didn't. Alright, well, that's, uh, I am disappointed but not surprised. Um, there's still, there's, there's still time. Still time to give... Me static to see with my eyes. <sighs> um, did you have any comics or anything to talk about? I haven't read shit, unfortunately. <laughs> I haven't <gasps> even read my naval historical fiction. 
Wow. But I did spend a couple hours between last night and today just making new OCs on Pit Crew. Oh, I think I I <laughs> that is a noble and courageous use of time. It it's mindless work, but also you and you don't know where you're going when you're doing it and then you end up with an end product and you're like, "Oh, who's this?" <laughs> Hello. Hi, hello, who's this? But uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm probably not going to be reading comics or naval historical fiction because my test, like, I finally got some, like, cheap test fabric for cosplay stuff. So I'm going to make, like, a mock-up of the project I'm working on. And then if that goes well, I'll use the actual, like, good fabric. So... I will hopefully just be sewing because I'm hoping to debut this one at or before Emerald City Comic Con in March. So if it all, I I want to work on it sooner rather than later, <laughs> so that I don't fall into the con crunch. Yeah, that is not a life I wish to live. Oh, how about you, Olivia? Have you read anything? Um, I, um, had a pretty, I had a pretty light week for comics, um, and I haven't actually, despite that, I still haven't read any of them, um, due to having a lot of Thanksgiving weekend stuff, uh, to deal with, um, but, um, the final part of, uh, Batman Creature of the Night came out, um, which is a, uh, a, like, a kind of, like, long format, uh, I've probably talked about it here before. The first part came out, uh, like, a couple years ago, and it's taken forever to get to the end. Um, but it's kind of, like, a, like, long-form Batman series, um, about a child who idolizes Batman in a world where Batman is a fictional character, uh, and then kind of manifests Batman into reality. Um, it's, um, it's a very interesting read. It's the kind of thing I like a lot, just in general. Um, and I'm excited, um, I'm excited to read the, uh, the finale of it. And I also, uh, picked up, uh, Marauders, not (laughs) like the Harry Potter thing. Um, it is, uh, one of, uh, one of several new X-Men titles, um. I can't believe the X-Men would make Harry Potter fanfiction. Yeah, it's about, it's X-Men Harry Potter fanfiction. Um, it's one of several new X-Men titles, um. And, uh, it's got Emma Frost and Kitty Pride in it. So I was like, Hell yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, absolutely, yes. Um, so I am excited to see, uh, some of my very favorite girls. So Emma's a Slytherin, but is Kitty a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor? I think Kitty is a Gryffindor. Very nice. Good dynamics there. That's excellent dynamics 10 out of 10 um that's that's my hot take um i think that is uh everything um i think that's everything um if you uh if you want to catch up with us see what we're doing see when new episodes go up uh you can follow us on uh twitter Tumblr, uh, Pinterest, Instagram, our Facebook group, all of those are under Capes and Japes. Um, you can subscribe, uh, to our Patreon, um, if you want bonus content, uh, movie nights, if you want to help us pick our topics, um. Which this one was suggested by Poff, wasn't it? I, uh, 
believe so. I did not go back to check, but I'm pretty sure. Um, thank you for the suggestion. Um, if it was not Pav, I'm sorry. <laughs> if it was not Pav, I'm sorry. Maybe nobody suggested it and we just hallucinated it because we wanted to talk about static. That's also fair. No, um, it was Pav. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Pav, for the suggestion. This was, um, this was a, a, a fun one. Um, we have a Discord server that you can come in and, uh... Ask me about us. my pit crews. <laughs> yeah. Ask you to post all their pit crews. Um, we, um, if you can't support us on Patreon, or in addition to supporting us on Patreon even, if you want to support the show... Um, leaving a rating and review is a great way to do that. We have a new, uh, a new review, um, on From Apple Beth Eleanor. From Beth Eleanor. Um, very, very kindly, uh, said that they learn something new every episode, um, and said a, a ton of sweet stuff about the podcast, so thank you! That means so much! I'm very, very touched that you that you're enjoying it. Um Yeah. Thank you. Yay! Yay! Um <laughs> if you uh wanna make us very happy, um and leave us a review and then we'll say how much we appreciate you. We appreciate you regardless, but we will specifically call out how much we appreciate you. Um also telling a friend about the show is uh a, a great way to, you know, spread the word, and that means a lot, and just coming back and joining us and listening. Um, thank you, uh, for being here on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion, and as always, I'm gonna go check to see if, uh, the dog was barking at the FedEx driver, because I'm expecting a package. Package. And also kiss me sexy Batman, but mostly package. <laughs> Bring me my package, sexy Batman. <laughs> <laughs>